Pass it on. Here's a short quiz. Who won Best Actress last year? Who won the World Series two years ago? And finally, name your favorite teacher. Pass it on. Now I'm guessing that the last question was the easiest. Why is that? Because that person made a difference in your life. So, go ahead and make a difference. Because making a difference is in you. Pass it on from passiton.com. Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever because we've already pulled together. Stay apart. Pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Hello everyone and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Addison Hayden. Here's your business news breaking for April 3rd. Silicon Valley Bank changes hands. First Citizens Bank Shares, a family-run bank in North Carolina, announced last Sunday that it was acquiring Silicon Valley Bank, capping off a tumultuous month for the California lender whose collapse touched off a wider banking crisis. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation seized control of SVB and its assets on March 10, after a run on deposits left it insolvent, and SVB filed for bankruptcy a week later. First Citizens deal with the FDIC. To take over the bank involved the purchase of about $72 billion in loans at a $16.5 billion discount. First Citizens also took control of all of the bank's roughly $56 billion in deposits. But an additional $90 billion in SVB's securities remain under the purview of the FDIC. The collapse of SVB was followed in short succession by two other bank failures. Credit Suisse, 
which was bought by its rival UBS, Switzerland's largest bank, and Signature Bank. New York Community Bancorp later acquired substantially all of the remaining deposits at Signature Bank. And in other SVB news. At a Senate Banking Committee hearing last week on the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, federal regulators blamed the bank's executives for poor management and risk assessment, which, they argued, led to the collapses. They also suggested bank managers could face penalties if they did anything improper. But the regulators themselves were not off the hook. They were the ones in the hot seat on Tuesday, answering questions from lawmakers about why certain red flags went unheeded and how to avoid future bank failures. The Federal Reserve, in particular, is under scrutiny for not doing enough to prevent the bank's implosions. Michael S. Barr, the Fed's vice chair for supervision, said he learned about SVB's problems only in February. These lines of questioning are expected to continue this week, when the House Financial Services Committee holds its own hearing on Wednesday. Not the usual treatment. Howard Schultz, the former chief executive of Starbucks, did not get the treatment he was used to receiving in Washington on Wednesday when he appeared before a committee, led by Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, scrutinizing him for what lawmakers termed illegal union busting. In the past, Democrats praised Mr. Schultz for his business practices, but last week Liberal members of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions pressed the longtime chief executive with questions about whether he had participated in decisions to fire or discipline workers involved in the union drive at Starbucks. Lawmakers said they had heard of widespread anti-union efforts at the company, but Mr. Schultz called those accusations propaganda and instead highlighted Starbucks's pay and benefits for workers. Recent job reports took many analysts by surprise, blowing past expectations and breaking a trend line that had suggested the jobs market was gradually cooling off. Forecasters were going into Friday's jobs report with similar expectations. The consensus was that employers added 240,000 jobs in March. But it's unclear how closely the new data will conform to those predictions. Even amid high-profile layoff announcements at companies like Amazon and NPR, jobless claims remain low. And though the banking crisis has fermented concerns about the economic outlook and darkened the forecast for later this year, it hasn't yet had an effect on jobs figures. The Internal Revenue Service is expected to release its plan this week for how to manage the $80 billion the Biden administration has allocated to overhaul the agency, which has struggled in recent years with an enormous tax return backlog, staffing shortages, outdated technology, and a lack of funding. But shoring up the IRS has become a partisan issue, with Republicans fervently opposed to aiding the agency, which they argue would give it too much power over taxpayers. Of new concern to conservatives in Congress, as well as lobbyists for the tax preparation industry, is a potential plan for the I. R. S. To create its own tax filing system that would allow taxpayers to submit their returns directly to the federal government at no cost. Former President Donald J. Trump is likely to be arraigned on Tuesday after a grand jury in Manhattan voted last week to indict him for his role in paying hush money to an adult film star during the final weeks of the 2016 presidential campaign. In the immediate aftermath of the indictment, 
users on social media channels associated with right-wing extremists and conspiracy theorists searched for an explanation for why Mr. Trump met this fate. But the responses did not coalesce around any one narrative or call to action, although some urged their fellow Trump supporters to rise to the former president's defense, others suggested it would be best to wait until more was known about the indictment and argued an indictment would help him win re-election in 2024. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge cooled to 5% on an annual basis in February. New rules released on Friday by the Treasury Department significantly limit the electric vehicles that qualify for federal tax credits. Detroit automakers report their March sales figures this week, which will show how the Fed's interest rate increases have affected demand for vehicles. Uh, breaking news of a second managerial departure in one day from the Premier League. And this time it is the Chelsea boss, Graham Potter. He has been sacked by Chelsea this Sunday evening. This news just released in the last few seconds by the club following that home defeat to Aston Villa. Uh, on Saturday, which left Chelsea in the bottom half of the Premier League table. Uh, this is the statement that Chelsea have just released. They say Chelsea has announced that Graham Potter has departed the club. Graham has agreed to collaborate with the club to facilitate a smooth transition, they say. In his time with the club, Graham has taken us to the quarterfinal of the Champions League, where we will face Real Madrid. Chelsea would like to thank Graham for all his efforts and contribution, and we wish him well for the future. That is the news that has just broken from Chelsea, who are 11th in the Premier League uh, table on 38 points, a long way off their uh, target of Champions League football, too far off now, 12 points uh, adrift. The only way they'll be in the Champions League next season is they go on to win the tournament this year. And as the statement mentioned, they've got that huge quarterfinal with uh, Real Madrid to come first leg of which is just, what, 10 days away on the 12th of April. But it is not Graham Potter, who will be leading them into the Bernabeu. He has departed Chelsea this evening. Next up for them, by the way, is a huge Premier League game on Tuesday against Liverpool. So just two days away, 48 hours from now, Chelsea will go into that game with Liverpool. But who will be in the dugout? Because from what I can see in that statement, uh, actually there is a bit further uh, developments in the statement. I can now tell you uh, Bruno Salter is the man who will take charge, interim head coach uh, of Chelsea uh, with the departure of uh, Graham Potter this evening. Uh, he will be uh, presumably therefore in the dugout for Tuesday's game with Liverpool. After that, they go to Wolves and then there is the game at the Bernabeu on the 12th of April. So it's a really busy 10 days or so for Chelsea, but Graham Potter is no longer the manager. He's faced uh, so much uh, pressure and discontent from the, the stands, of course, with recent results. They had that little winning streak they went on uh, at the start of March when they beat Leeds, Dortmund and Leicester in a run of three wins, but then drop points against Everton at home in the final game before the international break, and it's turned up about home defeat. 2-0 to Aston Villa on Saturday was the final straw as far as Chelsea's hierarchy was concerned. Graham Potter leaves Stamford Bridge tonight. 
uh, no longer the the Chelsea manager. This is just broken here on Sky Sports News. This is going to be the big story of the night. We'll of course be bringing you reaction uh, as it comes to us here on the Sky Sports News. Graham Potter leaving Chelsea just hours after the other end or the bottom of the table. Uh, we saw that Brendan Rodgers had departed Leicester City. What an eventful day on and off the pitch in the Premier League. Much more on the Chelsea departure very shortly. This is how we get new people into the car world and where the best, best cars are actually displayed in public. They're not hidden in museums or hidden in people's collections. That's why crowds come out in the thousands to see them. Cars have had this draw beyond just their transportation value from the very beginning. You know, I would say like the first car was an amazing invention and when the second car was built, they went out and did a race against each other. For years, Hiberny has made its name providing insurance policies, data and service for people who own classic and collectible cars. But lately, people in the car world are seeing a very new side of the family run company. In fact, CEO Mikhail Haggerty has worked hard to acquire a lot of local car shows, car races, storage spots, tech providers, and automotive events around the country to add to the Haggerty name. The prestigious Amelia Island Concours d'Elegance, held annually in sunny Amelia Island, Florida, is one of them. It's a long tradition in the automotive world where the best vintage cars come together with some of the coolest new cars for people to see, experience, smell, probably not touch, but it's a competition. The Amelia event has 32 classes of cars ranging from the earliest cars that were ever built all the way up to modern supercars and kind of every bit in between. There's a best in class and then some runners up and they'll receive awards. The car behind me is a 1953 Balbo body Seattle 208 CS8V powered coupe. It's one of 11. It has been in the same family now for 64 years. This car is the fifth speedster ever produced. It was a 1954 Porsche 356. The other four that came before this are actually in the Porsche Museum right now. If you look at the car, the casting came out very poorly. So that script actually looks like it says Scootster. So it's quickly discontinued. Running joke at the shop has been, we're working on the fifth Spoodster ever made. I grew up in a car family. My dad was uh, an amateur restorer. And so spending time with my dad meant spending time in the garage. I just fell in love, not just with cars, but with the people around the car world. And while the cars are the stars here, it's, it's the people that make me come back. They're car people. I have an original uh, split window bus, a 62. This is the Woodstock bus. We got some other famous buses that uh, came out from California. And I've been involved in converting some of these original buses to electric. Going back to the beginning, they were cheap. They were readily available. And if you wanted some freedom, you had to have a bus. We've been sponsors of this and many events around the world for years and and it was an important part of how we marketed the company and got our name out there and we always liked being able to activate at these events in a way that somehow made the event better 
This is a Ford GT40 Mark II. I bought this car in 1969. It had been slightly damaged by Peter Refson when he went upside down at 185 miles an hour. And then the car was subsequently burned three times. And then I rebuilt it. <laughs> this is a 1911 Rolls Royce Silver Ghost chassis. It was requisitioned by the British for the war. It'll travel 50 miles an hour. If you drive this car, you see the countryside. Haberding bought the event in 2021 as a way to get even more involved in car culture. And on a recent weekend, more than 25,000 people attended the show, which included every sort of car anyone could ever want. When we started just with insurance all those years ago, our job was just to make that process of insurance better for car enthusiasts. And you know, when some of these companies started coming to us to ask us to acquire their vans, we were very careful about it because we wanted to avoid things where we'd have conflicts of interest and just said, look, can we bring our secret sauce and then just steward them forward long into the future. When I've been thinking about how to grow this business, we knew we'd probably do more than just insurance. And that's why membership is really important to us. Our media business was important. And to me, it, it all works together very nicely, but it's all meant to serve the car enthusiast. Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6, radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more.